What's in your story bag is a podcast where I, your host Rituparna, help people sort their story bags. Not the holiday bag, the laptop bag, the tote or the knapsack. Just the invisible bag of stories you carry through your life. I believe that every story must be told and shared with listeners. You never know who needs it. So sit back and listen because a story can trigger one from you. Last year, we had what we called a Parisian summer. And before your mind is colored with romantic cues, let me tell you that in the summer of 2019, the whole of France was reeling under a severe heat wave. And reeling under this heat wave were a bunch of tourists who decided to trek up the Eiffel Tower. Yes, you heard me right. We decided to trek up the tower on foot. Two men, two women, and two children aged 8 and 9. Not that we couldn't afford the elevator up the 300 meter tower we just chose to etch our trip to the Eiffel Tower in a completely insane way by climbing 702 steps so it was decided on a whim no discussion no deliberation just a freak decision that we took on the day we landed in Paris and then forgot we told the kids they didn't complain so i guess we didn't bring it up either least of all me but i was nervous as hell i was nursing an injured shoulder from a fall a week before my knee was scraped and i was definitely slow but the truth is even without these injuries the climb up the eiffel tower was making me anxious because i wasn't my fittest best and then there was the rest of us a couple of crossfit husbands two enthusiastic children who were open to every adventure their parents took them to another mum who was energized by the possibility of fulfilling her childhood dream of taking a picture atop the eiffel tower with her family all dressed in red and then there was me trying to find a way out to desperately fit into the equation with a match sense of optimism a day before the climb my father very generously called to remind us that we could take the elevator up the tower in a heartbeat i said to him we are doing this for the memory baba we will all remember this experience and that was it all that it took was it to say it loud for me to hear it i had to find a way to quell those slender vines of fear gripping me tight i could feel them already and i was afraid that they would get the better of me fear it was right there around me the fear of being unable to climb the fear of fatigue thirst exhaustion the fear that i would collapse midway that i would make a spectacle of myself the fear that i'd be the reason why everyone would slow down or worse give up the climb that co-climbers outside our group would enjoy the sight that i was giving them or that everyone else in our group would climb up and i'd be left behind or that they would be angry upset ashamed or even pity me i was afraid that the kids would watch me groan and grumble that they would compare me with the other adults and think poorly of me that i would be the misfit in the eiffel tower memory that we were all looking forward to 
no matter where you are in your fitness journey i am sure the idea of putting yourself through physical and mental turmoil is not easy like kailash told us a couple of episodes back endurance is as much a mental and a physical thing the idea of climbing the eiffel tower on foot was just the kind of experience that i would always wanted my memory but i was afraid that it was going to be a very different kind of a memory given the circumstances the voice in my head spelled out the fears that were creeping in and my body had already started to respond we spent the morning walking in the galleries of the louvre another place that i wanted to experience wholeheartedly but the afternoon was the one thing that was the highlight of the day everyone wanted to conserve their energy as the clock ticked away everyone started preparing for the adventure and i looked within for me the moments before the climb was a time i took to tell myself that this will be a story that i want to tell my climb up the eiffel tower of how i handled my fear and anxiety before and during the climb will be a story that i will tell i will not surrender to my fear no matter what and so i decided to talk to that voice that was telling me that i would fail you won't be able to do this you will collapse it said i replied we don't know whether i will collapse neither do you ha you will make a fool of yourself a pitiable spectacle the voice said and i replied i'm not afraid of making a spectacle of myself i do that for a living hello the voice would not give up this time it said you will ruin the climb for everyone and i said everyone will have to climb alone no one can climb for another i will finish even if i'm the last one and so on and so forth the more i articulated my response to the fear the more confident i became and so it became the climb and my battle with the fear before it would damage me after the first 50 or 80 odd steps i stopped counting and looking up i didn't want to reverse count or look at the summit to see how many more steps i had to climb instead i chose to look down to see a man under the red umbrella who was walking on ground zero with every bend i turned i peered down to see how far he went in the same time it became a game of sorts i stopped to catch a breath ran my hand on the rail and looked at the tons of iron around me iron that was wrought to make this iconic structure i searched within to forge nerves of steel within me i discovered that changing the perspective or the focus helped me shift the balance of fear it suddenly didn't matter as much or rather i had more things to think about than the fear and the voice speaking to me from inside my friends waited a few steps ahead they waited every time we caught up and climbed again even if i lagged behind again by the time we reached the first level i realized that climbing with fears is a good idea 
It didn't make me overconfident. It didn't push me to sprint or skip steps in an attempt to climb fast. It made me find resilience and courage inside me with every small step that I took. Battling a fear in the moment made me connect with my body and mind more consciously. I was aware of how fear really weakens us. I also understood that I could use my fear to strengthen myself, to actually fight through it, through the same event that is making me weak. By the time I reached the first level, I found that all that my fear was telling me was misplaced. It was injecting a sense of disbelief. My family and friends were my cheering squad. Everyone waited for me to climb so we could take the group pictures together. Everyone waiting for me before they could let the guide tell us about the sights around. Yes, there is a life beyond fears. For me, I had to face the fear to live in the moment and enjoy it. And yes, the climb got easier. By the time we settled down and looked at the sights around, it was time to climb up again. But this time I knew the steps were going up and down. There were two ways to go. I could either take the steps up and finish the climb or walk back down again. We were halfway up. Was I ready to undergo the turmoil again? The thing with the story is that when you start one, you have to finish it too. And so this time I changed my strategy. I didn't want to come across the quitter, the one who walked back down from midway, but one who willingly took the challenge of walking up again. And so I changed my strategy. I decided to look at the finer points of the structure that I was climbing. I looked at the nuts and bolts in the iron. There was symmetry, there was order, there was planning. There was reason. To build a monumental structure or open it to the public was about handling the threats and taking precautions for it. There were barricades and nets. In no way could anyone fall or attempt to fall. The architects behind the Eiffel Tower knew that they were building something that would be relevant in years to come. Gustave Eiffel, when he constructed the Eiffel Tower, he would climb up to his office every day. The firefighters have a drill of climbing up and down the Eiffel Tower, that there is an Eiffel Tower vertical race where athletes have climbed it in less than 10 minutes. There was so much to think about. Did they feel the same fears? Did they have the same anxieties of climbing these steps? What made them go beyond their mind, their doubts, their fears to climb the Eiffel Tower or the steps every single time and come across a winner? That evening, when we saw the twinkling lights of Paris from the top of the Eiffel Tower, we realized that being together helps us in managing emotions. The children had an experience of a lifetime. They climbed with an enthusiasm to be envious of. That we could create such an incredible holiday diary together with friends became a highlight. That we could each climb the Eiffel Tower on our own terms made it more precious than any Instagram post. That I could finish the climb and complete a story that I would tell was an emotion that consumed me in those moments. Last year, 
On this day, I put together my Eiffel Tower story for a corporate. The organization had a large millennial employee base. The HR invited me to conduct a two-hour story-based session, one that we at Your Story Back called Cha Golpo and Adda, where a story seeds an idea that we go on to talk about. A story for a story, the notion that a story can lead to greater emotions has been very close to me. So when the organization chose the subject of fear, I could have told so many other stories, the stories of where I dealt with my fear. For example, my fear of numbers that stems from a slap by my maths teacher in grade 3, or the fear of heights that consumed me for a while in my growing up years and then disappeared. Thankfully, I'm no longer afraid of heights or else I wouldn't have climbed the Eiffel Tower. Or the fear of being unable to earn enough to support my family. Or the fear of losing my loved ones. Or the fear of groping men in a city like Delhi. Or the fear of someone taking my identity away again. Or the fear of losing my voice. I could talk of so many of my fears, but I had to choose this one because this is the one fear that came so suddenly that I had no time to prepare for it. There was no alternative to deal with the fear except letting the event happen. I had to climb the Eiffel Tower. I had to live through the ordeal to deal with the fear and anxiety around it. That I had to learn to deal with the fear when it stood facing me. That I had no other choice than to surrender to the fear and embrace it. Talking of my fear at that Cha Golpo and Adda session opened the floodgates for everyone. We found people share their deepest fears and then help each other to build strategies to deal with them. Yes, everyone found counter arguments to their fears and what the voice said to them. And as I watched them embrace their fear, I realized that we need to share our fears more often. In hindsight, I look at this story of my Eiffel Tower climb as nothing less than climbing a mountain. I know, I can be accused of making it sound like one. But then, yes, each one of us has heights to climb. Some that are easy, others that are fearsome. In hindsight, I look at this story of my Eiffel Tower climb as nothing less than climbing a mountain. I know, I can be accused of making it sound like one. But then, yes, each one of us has heights to climb, some that are easy, others that are fearsome. But why am I talking of fears now? Because I'm reminded that we are under unlock phase one. We must step out only if there is an urgent need. I now stand on my balcony to watch out the road ahead of me. Over the past few months, I had got used to seeing the road empty. I won't deny the sense of calm and relief that it brought me. And now I see the same road bustling with activity. On the few occasions I've stepped out in the past few weeks, the numbers of people on streets have increased. Once again, there is no place to park my car in a market. With each passing day, I thank God that we, Anirudh and I, don't need to step out for our livelihood. That we are able to stay in and still make do. I'm grateful that I have a choice to protect myself and others at home and outside by reducing my chances of being a carrier. 
The fear of losing livelihoods and life in general goes hand in hand, doesn't it? There is a deadly virus out there and we are all afraid. Either we stay in to reduce the chances of infection and die of hunger or go out for a livelihood and get infected. That I'm saying this from a position of entitlement is of little counsel. That I'm saying this from a position of entitlement is of little consolation. My fear is that the virus will find its way home some day or the other. That I cannot wish it away no matter how it makes me feel at the moment. That today as I put together the podcast for my listeners, superstar Amitabh Bachchan and his son Abhishek Bachchan are admitted in the hospital after testing positive. Makes me realize that this disease will not spare anyone. It will not discriminate that we are all in it together. It's our shared experience that we have to collectively protect ourselves and deal with the fear that this virus has brought on. COVID-19 hasn't really impacted my idea of fear, but it has let me revisit my approach to a conflict in our life. Just like my Eiffel Tower climb helped me last year, I'm dealing with an event that is surrounding all of us. I have embraced the fear once again, but I haven't dropped my guard. I know that this pandemic is testing my resilience and courage again. I know that I have to take every step carefully. I can either throw away my worries and say we won't get it, or we protect ourselves and prepare if the virus really gets to us. And the beauty is that the fear of the pandemic is also not taking away the joy of everyday life. We now debate with the fear by rationalizing the steps to safety that we are taking and finding gratitude for what we have and not fear the virus. Is it easy? On most days, it is. Are you afraid that you will get infected? Or are there more debilitating fears than just an infection at the moment? How are these fears impacting you? I'd love to listen to your story. The video companion to the podcast is growing to have a life of its own. I am so glad that stories resonate with everyone. I am journaling our COVID-19 stories in the multiple formats that I work with. Going virtual has not been an easy choice, given that I thrive on live events, human-to-human connections. But the scope for virtual storytelling is making me work more than ever, and it's exciting. This podcast now consumes my life, and it is steadily gaining listeners. So thank you for listening. This week, I will share pictures of our iconic Eiffel Tower climb on my Instagram handle, Catch up on it later in the week and recount the steps up the Eiffel Tower once again with me. Our COVID-19 stories is an attempt to document the positive stories that are around us. It is an attempt to make sense of the story that we are living now, you, me and everyone on this planet. It is an attempt to live in the moment, to look at life with optimism, to work on our relationships and find happiness in simple joys. Because this is the story that we are living now. We are trapped in a narrative. It's up to us to become the heroes or the victims in this story of our lives. So join me as I go along extracting stories around ideas of family, heart, relationships, home, work, desires, dreams and life that unites us all. 
If you have a story to tell, drop in a line at contact at yourstorybag.com. You can also connect with me and Your Story Bag on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So until the next story, happy storytelling. Happy storytelling.